Better business decisions happen when the right people have access to the right data at the right time. However, Gartner cautions that building a data-driven enterprise is not just about encouraging the use of data in decision-making, but also about data and analytics leaders leading the development of the appropriate competencies and alignment of work to be consistent with their organization's ambitions for generating information value. So how can businesses, data and analytics, and other IT leaders work together to bring their unique competencies to the art and science of effective decision-making? Today, we are joined by Ms. Elaine Chan, Regional Vice President, ASEAN and Korea at Denodo, to talk about making better decisions with data. Elaine, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Hi, Alan. Thank you for having me. Let's start off with the discussion. What exactly is a data-driven company? To be data-driven is to effectively and consistently utilize data in decision-making across you know, all levels of enterprise, you know, whether it's a company or is it a you know, country. So take, for example, today, right, where we have the COVID-19 pandemic, we do see the importance of using data to effectively and urgently design effective countermeasures for the betterment of humankind. right? And for organizations, um, being data-driven means getting to know your customers more intimately, driving change for improvement innovating new products, and enhancing employee productivity through the power of data. So how does a company become data-driven in this time and age? So I, we have been speaking with customers and we have a lot of customers across, you know, different major industries. And we've seen many successful use cases of data-driven strategies. So what we see in these organizations is that they effectively harness data and gain significant business agility and ROI by enabling faster and easier access to unified business information, whether it's for the use of, say, Agile BI, for big data analytics, for integration with cloud data, or getting a single view of customers or products. And earlier this month, did release a total economic impact report in conjunction with Forrester. So this study revealed that data-driven strategies and technologies, in particular data virtualization, have one, improved operational efficiency, whereby businesses have been able to react rapidly and agilely to changes in situations, two, improved profit through faster time to deliver. So this means that businesses have been able to leverage new data sets that they did not have the capabilities to create before. So these new data sets can inform either for revenue-driving projects which improve the bottom line or for data-driven strategies that have also improved the speed at which existing revenue driving projects are completed, improving the time to value. And third, we also see from these organizations is that they improve efficiency for their data scientists. So the integration of data across disparate sources using AI or machine learning has allowed data scientists to quickly and intuitively get what they need to build models and develop insights, reducing time spent by 67%. So going into 2022, right? Businesses will adopt technologies that will further accelerate data democratization, bring data to relevant people at rapid speeds, very securely and anytime, anywhere. If as an organization, we are adopting a data-driven strategy, what sort of metrics should we be looking at to make sure that we are getting there in the right, and that there's nothing holding us up as far as our data-driven strategy? 
So from a metrics perspective, right, in terms of um, data-driven strategy, it's about looking at, you know, uh, what kind of current uh, efficiency that you have within an organization. Is what today you're embarking on in terms of your data journey, is it able to give you the data that you need in real time, in the time that you need to make a business decision? So that is one um, metric that you need to look at. How is the time to value of getting the data, right? So that's one part. Um, and on top of that, right, it's also about how do you actually reduce, you know, the need to actually replicate data because we know that today data exists in multiple locations, whether it's on-premise, in your applications, or it could be, you know, um, in cloud, in software as a service platforms. So those are very common these days. So what we do see is that, you know, how is it that you can get what you need without having to quickly replicate the data again and again in order to get what you need? So these are some of the metrics that I would say. Looking at 2022 and even peering into what's been happening the last couple of years or so, how have APAC enterprises leveraged data-driven strategies and how do you see this evolving in 2022? So in 2022 and beyond, right, I feel that, you know, organizations should evaluate and adopt modern data architectures such as data fabric and data mesh. So data fabric is an emerging architecture that enables faster access to trusted data across distributed landscapes by utilizing active metadata, semantics, and machine learning capabilities. So it drives enterprise-wide data and analytics and also to automate many of the data uh, exploration um, ingestion of data integration and preparation tasks. So regardless of where the data resides, whether it's on-premise, in the cloud or hybrid architectures or even multi-cloud cloud, uh, deployments. So this is where you know and organizations can then choose their preferred tools to use to assess the data and data fabrics will reduce the time to delivery and make it a preferred data management approach in the coming year. The other architecture I mentioned earlier on is data mesh, which is a new decentralized data architecture approach for data analytics that aims to remove bottom next and also to allow data decisions to be closer to those who understand the data. So the benefits of this data architecture are one, to minimize data silos, two, to avoid duplication of efforts, and three, to ensure consistency of the data. So it proposes a unified infrastructure, enabling domains to create and share data products while enforcing standards for interoperability, quality, governance, and security. And such architectures are enabled by technologies that are able to integrate and transform data from disparate data silos in real-time or near real-time without the need to replicate the data to support analytics and AI usages. Another area that we look at in 2022, I believe, would be in AI and machine learning, which will further transform the way organizations operate. So businesses will be looking to tap on AI or machine learning to personalize customer experiences and strengthen engagement. So we will also see the inclusion of you know, active metadata to drive these AI algorithms that can simplify and automate this design and operation. And IDC's 2022 predictions also have listed AI as a core enabler in the coming years. What it says is that by 2023, 25% of global banks will use AI-based sentiment analysis to improve customer experience on current and future products and services. By 2026, B2B companies will also use AI interactions and analytics technology to deliver deeply personalized journey engagement, so eliminating 40% of marketing and sales human touch points. So we can expect organizations to accelerate, you know, building composable data and analytics environments that can bring faster business value and outcomes. So at the end of the day, these architectures and technologies offer faster access to data and users do not need to have a view of where the data is extracted from.
Looking ahead, what do you see will be the most critical challenges as well as opportunities that organizations will face as they look to either push forward their data-driven strategy or even adapt first time for them a data-driven strategy? Going to 2022, right, enterprises will need to implement software and processes to speed up the access to retrieval of and ingestion of data with the end goal of adding value to data science and business intelligence. So the challenges that I would see would be business decision makers requiring information in their hands in as close to real time as possible. However, the challenge is that with all these data existing in varied formats and different quality levels, and whether it's on-premise or on-cloud, the rise of this data sprawl is very real and the overcoming um, overwhelming amount and variety of data produced um, has really posed a real challenge for many businesses. Data momentum is also often unnecessarily slowed down in today's IT environment of complex digital initiatives that whereby businesses often struggle to efficiently convert and make full potential use of their data stuck in disparate silos and turning it into intelligible insights. Data scientists, on the other hand, for instance, also spend too much time cleaning and organizing data before they can can even get to analyze it. We used to have the 80-20 rule where 80% of time is, you know, where data scientists actually spend on cleaning and organizing data. Also, we see security concerns stemming from data democratization. Who gets to view what type of data? So these are some of the challenges that I see across. In terms of opportunities, I would say in going into 2022 is that the current global health crisis has proven to be a catalyst in putting data front center and in the way businesses operate today. And um, processes and systems are fast streamlining and becoming very data dependent, very data driven. So additionally, more enterprises are shifting their data and workloads to the cloud. And with this comes concerns about, you know, legacy costs and security. So by seamlessly integrating and providing a view of all data, technologies such as data virtualization will be effective in helping these enterprises save from costs. Now, there are many data management tools and perhaps data strategies that go along with these tools. What is your advice for business and technology leaders as they try and decide which technology and approach is best suited for them? Good question. So in terms of uh, different technologies, right, I would say that the importance is the ability, you know, for the technology to provide, you know, the ease of assessing data, the ability to integrate to different type of, you know, complex data sources, regardless of where they are. So we would leave the processing to the best of all the different technologies of the organizations and choose the technology that is best and most effectively that can, you know, have the ability to connect to this different type of data sources and to reduce the data sprawl. So the idea is to actually avoid, you know, kind of a monolithic type of architectural style of technologies, but go into one that is more logical uh, in, in the view of being able to abstract complexity from, you know, the consumers. And that would be one that would really help the organizations to reduce the need to actually uh, spend a lot of time in processing those, you know, integration, but spend more of the time in allowing them to choose what they want. Maybe an analogy for you is that, you know, if today, right, uh, you know, you, you want to actually get something, you know, for example, I mean, we just finished an exercise and, you know, we want to, to get cook, right? I mean, this instant gratification that we want cook that's cold, etc. So, so that's where, you know, if we have to go to different places to get those, where to find where it is, then that's kind of, you know, essentially um, make it, you know, very tiring for us to find what we need. But what I'm saying is that if we can go to one single place and go online and find what I need, then that's where easily you can get the, the cook that you need. So that's what we are trying to see is that go to a single place to easily find what you need um, without having to actually go to multiple locations for that. 
Elaine, thank you very much for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you, Alan. That was Elaine Chen, Regional Vice President ASEAN and Korea at Denodo, speaking on the topic of making better decisions with data. You are listening in to Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.